Hi everyone, I'm Gracie. And I'm Selena. And welcome back to Catching Up With Us. Thanks for joining us on this, uh, it's a rainy evening here in DC. <laughs> it's been um, cozy and rainy here too the last couple of days, which has been so nice. I love the rain, but I hate, war- there's nothing worse than warm rain. Oh, Like there's nothing worse than being in a raincoat that's like a shell and like sweating inside of it. <laughs> Womp season is upon you. It is quickly approaching, a little too fast if you ask me. You got the like three days of cherry blossoms and now it's summer. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable, but here we are. (laughs) How's your week going? My week is good. It's, I was actually talking to my parents earlier and I was like, I really have nothing to update you on. (laughs) Like nothing's, nothing's been going on this week. We are wrapping up uh, watching this kind of goes into one of our later questions, but wrapping up Grace and Frankie, um, finally watching the very last season, Mm. um, which I'm enjoying. Um, That's good, because I think the new season comes out relatively soon. Yeah, we're we're definitely like ready for that. Um, But truly nothing else is going on. Like nothing's happening. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, not much either. I mean, just living kitten, kitten life. Kitten mom life. <laughs> Kitten mom life. Um, just playing with him, learning more about him. Not sleeping, etc. <laughs> not sleeping as much. Um, yeah. Also, like freaking out over little things. Like his, his he's growing because he's uh-huh. so small. He grows like a significant amount each day. Right. And so now he has like a little belly, and I'm like, oh my god, is. Is his stomach inflamed? Does he eat <laughs> Is he okay? Here's a little snapshot of how you're going to be as a parent. So welcome. Yeah, I'm like very surprised that this is how I feel about it. I thought I would be like, whatever, he's fine. He'll be fine. He's a cat. Yeah. He's a cat. But I think it's because he's so small. Yeah, he's very little. He's very like, he's in a stage right now where he's just so tiny and like can barely fend for himself that you like need to be his mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. Well, keep the pictures coming. I'm enjoying them. So is my sister. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> um, any anything? Good... Oh, you go. No, any good food or anything this week? It's only, it's midweek for us. So I don't know if you've hmm. cooked anything good or had anything good yet. Let's see. Um, I, okay. Well, the best thing I ate this weekend, McCall and I walked all the way to Georgetown and we got baked and wired. So that was great. Uh... Yeah, for those who don't know, Baked and Wired is our favorite cupcake spot in Washington, D.C. I think far superior. If you're a frosting girl, Georgetown Cupcakes, your place. If you're a cake girl, which is where I'm at, Baked and Wired is your place. So we we went on like a, a long extended, like hour long walk to Georgetown from where we live, picked up Baked and Wired and like sat by the river, um, the Potomac River and ate our cupcakes and then walked back and uh I am 85 years old and felt like I'd been hit by a bus after that walk so that was great did you have Uh, supportive shoes on I had supportive shoes on I had more orthotics on and then my hips still killed (laughs) (laughs) so that's great um that was the best thing I've eaten this week that I didn't make and I think the best thing I made this week I made last night it's from Adina Sussman's book called Sababa and it's called a jeweled rice so it's like a basmati rice with like really finely chopped dill, toasted almonds, pistachios, craisins, um, salt, pepper, olive oil. It was just like the perfect sweet and savory rice. It was really delicious. That sounds so good. Lemon zest. Yeah, really yummy. I'll send you the recipe. Oh, wow. That baked and wired 
anecdote just took me right back to like 2012. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was really good. We hadn't, we hadn't gone in a while. I don't think I've had a big admired cupcake since my birthday in early January. So it was delicious. No, I don't even think it's a frosting versus cake situation. It's just superior. Georgetown cupcakes is always dry as shit. Yeah. I mean, I think like the, cu- the cupcake part of Georgetown isn't the best, but like, if you love frosting, it's like equal amount of frosting to cupcake. So like you really, you know, don't, don't even really taste the cake because there's so much frosting. That's fair. But it's also like half the size of the baked yeah. and wired ones. The baked and wired ones are like a hefty cake bottom with like a little nice frosting on the top, but like just the best flavors. They're so good. What'd you get? So I got three cupcakes. One I ate <laughs> half of there and then two I took home, one for me and or for dessert. But in the morning, cause we walked at like 11, I had a carrot cake, which is my favorite. Mm. Um, and then I brought home one called the um what is it called something tessa which is like a chocolate hazelnut it's like a vanilla cake and it has almost like a dulce de leche pocket in the middle and then a chocolate hazelnut ganache on the top yeah. my head, a little hazelnut that one was for or and then I got the Karen's birthday for me which is uh chocolate cupcake and cream cheese frosting <laughs> a classic staple that's my favorite like birthday cake combo, combo. I think I like chocolate and chocolate more, but chocolate and cream cheese frosting is the second close. I don't know. I also really like yellow cake with chocolate cream cheese frosting. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. They're all good. Big cake fan. <laughs> I think I'm a, in general, chocolate takes takes the cake. Um, no pun intended. Chocolate on both sides. I will, like a good chocolate cake is like pretty much what I crave on a daily basis, but I won't say no to other types of cake. <laughs> Did McCall get her usual? McCall did not get uni- unicorns and whatever it is, oh. <laughs> unicorns and rainbows, which is like a, almost like a funfetti cake with a cream cheese frosting that's usually colored pink or blue. Mm-hmm. She got a pistachio flavored one. Um, and then she also got a carrot cake to take home. Mm. It was delicious. What about you? Good bites of the week. Um, I made a really good pasta last night. Michael and I took a, bo- took a, page out of your book this week mostly because we were we're just so sick of like daily figuring out what we feel like for dinner and so we made a plan for what we were going to make for dinner for the whole week which was really going it's going great it also made chopping so much easier not that we've ever not that it's been challenging or anything but we usually will do that for lunch but we have never really done that for dinner and it's been so nice to not have to like be so stressed or last minute and then end up ordering something because we don't yeah. feel like making what we feel like eating and yeah all of that so um I made it was my turn last night and I made like a just a spring veggie pot pesto pasta yeah. and we have swiss chard and kale and snap peas in the gar in our garden that are like out of control so I used all of those that's really great it was so delicious it was great yeah. Yeah, for I don't think we've I don't know that we've talked about this maybe on our like 2020 recap episode, but one of the things that I started doing for a couple of reasons, one was like reducing food waste. I was definitely one of those people that went to the grocery store and I was like, chicken, broccoli, this looks good, but I didn't really have a plan on like how to work them together. So at the end of the week, I was like, well, this broccoli I didn't touch is bad, you know, like that sort of thing. And also I, I was in such a food rut of like, we're eating the same shit over and over and over 
And then like when it comes to make a decision about what else we want, we can't figure it out for the life of us. So like you, we, we, we order out or like we eat crap. Um, and so I've been trying to use my cookbooks and my New York Times cooking subscription a little bit more and like actually be like, okay, tonight we're doing this recipe and this is where I can find it. And like, it's been really helpful. And there's definitely those nights where I'm like, damn, I don't feel like this at all, but I'll try my best to like shuffle it around or like we'll swap in our order out meal, which usually happens on a Friday with like a Wednesday if we're really not feeling it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least gives us like, okay, this is what we, we know we have for the week. Yeah. It's been really, it's been such a great strategy this week. And I don't know if we'll do it every week moving forward, but I think like, I think it'll be something we do for the, for the next few weeks, just because same kind of thing. I'm just like sick of everything that we're eating and making and even ordering out like a big part of why we want to leave is that, you know, San Diego. I've eaten everything in DC. (laughs) Yeah. Like San Diego does not have a great food scene to begin with. And then especially after the last year, it's just like need some inspiration some food inspiration yeah I'm over it so and then it's cool because then it's like okay if we plan for like a projecty more projecty meal that's still more enjoyable than sitting there and trying to figure out what we want to eat or where to order from or whatever but it's also not it's more manageable in general yeah I try to give myself like especially when I know I don't have any weekend plans I'm like okay what's my Saturday cooking project that will like not take an hour to make it will take like three hours to make so I'm like at least I'm giving myself like a project to do yeah yeah so that's been good and then I'm making they're currently proofing right now but I'm making some like sourdough cardamom cinnamon roll style like twisty morning buns yeah. sounds really good. good let's see anything that you're watching reading anything this week I picked up a book again <laughs> And a solid, I don't know, almost four weeks. Uh-huh. I picked up a book. Um, I went to the bookstore yesterday and I went looking for the cookbook, the Carla book cookbook that you mm-hmm. recommended yeah. last episode um, for some helpful, like easy weeknight recipes. They did not have it, but I bought uh, a novel and then a couple other like cool coffee table books that we've been looking at. But I'm reading... The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue that I had picked up before and then didn't read. So I read it. I got it tangibly and I've read like, I don't know, 20 pages. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it lots of four. It's a little hard to follow the dates so Hmm. far. But like about halfway through, you you start to be like, okay, this is where we are. This is where we are. I can you can kind of switch back a little bit. Switch back. But I like the writing and I like the I like it so far. I'm engaged. So yeah. I'm excited to hear what you think about it when you finish because the ending is it gives you something to think about. I kind of feel like it's sad. I don't know where that's coming from, but I just have like an instinct that they're, it's sad. <laughs> I would don't say, tell me. I would, I would say it like invokes emotion. I don't know if it's sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I think you'll like it. Two ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> what about you? Did you pick up anything to read? <laughs> I did not pick up anything to read this week, but I did read an article and I can't remember the name of it. Maybe we'll link it in the show notes. It's an article. I think it's in the New York times. Um, a woman, it was about like why I'm no longer going to love my job, my next job. Did you read it? Mm -mm. It's about a woman that worked at Google and like how she thought her whole life was at Google and like how, like, she was like, this is all I need in my life. You know, this job provides me with literally everything. And then, um, trigger warning, she was sexually assaulted at work and, 
the reaction of the company after that made it feel like it wasn't her family and it wasn't her home. And so it was kind of her coming to terms with the fact that like work is work and it will be separate um, versus all these kind of like tech firms and things like that, that are very much like you should live and work and breathe and have your whole life here. Um, so that we'll link it in the show notes, but it was an interesting read. That does sound interesting. That's a, that's a move I can get behind and support. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of the one that stuck with me this week, but besides that, literally nothing. <laughs> well, this week we are talking about our favorite thing to talk about, probably in general, besides food, which is shopping. Everything clothes. Clothes, <laughs> shopping, shopping habits, our style, shopping for our bodies. Um, and we figured this would just be like a casual catch up chat. Um, so in the comments, let us know what your favorite way to shop is. Is it in person? Is it online? Have your COVID shopping habits changed? Um, but we figured we would just chat about shopping for the next half an hour or so. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I have um, an interview for a new job coming up this Ooh. week. And I first instinct was to ask Gracie about it. So I'm <laughs> talking about clothes this week and talking about, it's, I think it's very fitting that I look utterly disgusting right now because I haven't showered since I worked out I'm but, literally wearing two you can't see it it looks like one bun but it's two <laughs> two buns <laughs> well technically I did like a half up half down bun situation but then I was I was sick of having the hair on the back of my neck but I was too lazy to take a top bun to make one solid bun so now there's just two <laughs> I have done that so many times but I usually wrap the bottom hair around the top bun my hair's too short at the moment to do that <laughs> yeah the lazy but, bun yeah. yeah so we look we both look not our finest in this recording, but at least you don't get to see it. You just get to hear it. So yeah. we promise um, we have style <laughs> somewhere in there, deep down in there, underneath my gray sweatsuit set. <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk about how would you describe your style pre COVID? And then how would you just, if you remember, and then how would you describe the last year of, of clothing for you? Oh, that's a really good question. I think one thing that changed. hasn't changed one thing that hasn't changed is I've always been someone that likes comfort. I'm not, I've always been a casual person. Like I'm very, I think we've talked about this in like our first episode, but like jeans, white sneakers, black t-shirt, black sweater, black long sleeve shirt. That's like where I live, puffy jacket. Um, and so I've never been one that's like a fancy person. I didn't never wear heels. Like ballet flats are kind of a stretch for me. Um, I'm not really a blouse person unless I'm like going to work. Um, so I think what hasn't changed is that my casual style is still casual, but I think what has changed, I was actually thinking about this right before I logged in is like beforehand when I was running errands, maybe not on the weekend, but like if I was going anywhere, I would always get dressed. Um, like even in college, like I was never someone that would like show up to class in sweatpants. Like even though my casual, my style is casual, I would always put on a pair of jeans. I would always like get dressed out of my home clothes. Do my hair. Um, and I think this year, I think what's changed is that like, I'm venturing outside of the house and sweats and leggings a lot more than I probably normally would. Like even just to run to the grocery store, I would like put on jeans before. I feel like we talk about this often, more often than I really think about it. But I think also like location is a big, I think East coast versus West coast is also a huge, plays a huge component in that. You don't see, yeah, I think in DC. That's like not a DC thing. Yeah. DC, like, especially on the weekends, like you see people in their workout clothes, like getting coffee, walking back from Trader Joe's, but like, you don't, it, I think it's very rare that you see people walking around in like straight up sweatpants or like PJ bottoms mm -hmm. around, around DC. That's just not, I think 
Not that you can't do it. It's just not usually what people do. Mm-hmm. What about you? How would you describe your style and how has it changed? Um, I was thinking about this and trying to like, I don't know. <laughs> the like, I don't know, maybe the eight in me, but also the creative person in me is like, don't put me in a box. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know really, but I think, I think my style has all, it's changed. And for the last maybe five to seven years, I'd say it's been pretty much the same, just evolves based on like money really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've always cared about fashion and clothes and style, but I think I've also felt very like free to just be myself in that way. Like I've never really cared that much about trend, although sometimes what I like is also trendy, but I like, I think in high schools, but I mean, I grew up in Southern California and so like beach culture and all, like I felt very like free spirit clothing made the most sense for me, flowy, like things that make me feel like I'm driving with the top down or like walking you're blowing in the wind in your beetle (laughs) yeah or like I have flowers in my hair or Mm -hmm. like you know I I think I've always cared about matching my mood with my clothes Mm -hmm. and like my general vibe same always just a black shirt (laughs) yeah which is still true and I think I've also felt like comfort is also a big part of that not Mm -hmm. always but I don't really care about wearing something that's uncomfortable just to wear it except unless it's like a fancy occasion right I think both of us have very casual styles I think yours is a little slightly more like I would say feminine than mine Uh, but we I think we both have very casual styles that's true I think too in the last couple years like before COVID the last like maybe two three years when I've had been out of grad school and had a stable like not stable but better paying jobs um, and like, own mm-hmm. <laughs> my own like very real big girl income mm-hmm. um, I've really been able to buy more clothes that I actually like and like match yeah. my style and all and I will get into that later but I think as I've been able to like financially afford that it's also defined my style a lot more and I don't foresee that changing for the foreseeable future yeah we were talking about this before we actually started to press record but I think like in small ways, our style has both, we've known each other since we were 18 years old, essentially. And I think our styles have always been true to us over the past 10 or so years, but like have evolved and kind of matured over the past 10 years. So I guess one of my questions to you is what is like the quintessential, when you close your eyes, like get, get imaginative with me here. What is like your, what is in your head? What is Gracie wearing? (laughs) Okay. You're wearing either you're wearing white sneakers, either, mm-hmm. I'm starting at the bottom, white okay. sneakers, either like Sam Smith's mm-hmm. or white Vans or I don't know what else they would be called. I have Vejas in my brain, but those weren't around, but no. some sort of like white sneaker. Yep. Dr. Scholl's insults, <laughs> fun socks, probably yep. with food on them or yep. animals. Mm-hmm. dark wash skinny jeans rolled up so you see like an inch and a half of fun sock it's important <laughs> three-quarter length black scoop neck flowy top mm-hmm. black puffy vest 
black crossbody bag with fun scarf tied to crossbody bag. (laughs) (laughs) Curled hair, everyday makeup. Yep. Maybe, maybe a stud or a fun earring that's small. That's silver. (laughs) That's silver. Yeah. I feel like nothing has really changed, I would say, except for like now what that takes. I still have fun socks, but they're usually with boots. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it's like a white sneaker, something like a El Cortez Nike, the white and black. Mm -hmm. Oh, like low sock. Now I'm not doing skinny jeans anymore. So we have a straight leg that's maybe like cropped at the ankle. And then I think as you go up now, it's like a knit, knit black sweater mm. with like either a black fleece, like cropped jacket or a black or like a bi- big puffy long jacket on top. Mm-hmm. Hair curled, small little hoops, <laughs> full face of makeup, crossbody bag, no scarf. <laughs> no scarf. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, I guess I'd wear a bag out. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. So similar, but I think, I think you're right. Like more mature, more elevated, mm-hmm. nicer pieces, not forever 21. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? When you picture what this has probably changed more than yours has. I think, I think mine for you has changed more, but there's like two versions I have of you in my head. One is like, probably when I first met you where you had like glitter sneakers, <laughs> probably no socks. And I think this was like for a specific event, but it really stands out to me like a tool skirt <laughs> And like a light pink and white striped t-shirt tucked into the tulle skirt, um, half up, half down, like low pony with a bow in it. <laughs> and maybe like some bracelets. Mm-hmm. That And like a tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one version. And the other version is like light blue classic Vans lighter wash not a light wash but like a classic blue jean probably like a either like a more peasanty blouse like a white blouse with like kind of flowier sleeves with like some embroidery up at the top mm-hmm. or like a black and white striped shirt or like a blue and white striped shirt um and your yellow hen henley henley hansen raincoat oh helly hansen raincoat. helly hansen raincoat and then your hair in like a top nut so there's like this is like first day of college Selena and like last day of college Selena yeah I okay wow I forgot that I used to dress like that the first (laughs) version you described I was like way more girly you're really girly and I I'm I'm pretty feminine yeah for sure but I also I definitely don't dress like that anymore but I did but I think I was like I think really, if I really dissect that, I think that was more about being like childlike than it was girly. I think like when I was off on my own for the first time, it was like, I never got to be just like wild child kind of like taking care of your family and things like that. Yeah. So I think I like, that's what I gravitated to Mm. at first. But the second thing you described is, is not far off from what I, that jacket ripped. I loved that jacket. Oh, no. I remember when you got it and you were so excited. About I was it. so excited. I had that for a while, but the in, inseam like ripped in a way that I couldn't fix it. Oh man. It was like a bright yellow, like classic yellow rain jacket that was blue and white striped on the inside. It was, it was so really freaking cute. cute. Yeah. I think your style, I think still the has... Pacific Northwest. I'm looking for another, yeah. I have a gray raincoat now. <laughs> That's like 
not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, and we can talk about this later when we talk about like our bodies and shopping for our bodies. But I also think like you have a very feminine body, like you have boobs and things like that. And I'm very much more like, like, I'm not a, I have a waist and I have hips, but like, I don't have boobs. I don't have any of that. And so like things that either are more feminine and fit either don't look good on me or like not flattering or it just doesn't it doesn't come off as feminine when it's on my body versus your body yeah that's a good point I didn't think about that I look like a 14 year old boy on top in a um in a sports bra so (laughs) it's not as feminine it's my dream (laughs) (laughs) yeah the second the second one though I love a striped top that's like a staple yeah that's still true Mm -hmm. um I like a classic wash jean, not dark, but not definitely not. I can't even picture you, in a, picture you in a black pair of jeans. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I do have a black pair of jeans actually. Oh yeah. Like, well, pre-COVID, I haven't put real jeans on in a while. Many a, moon. Many a moon. I do have a pair of black jeans though. Actually, they're like mom jeans. Which yeah. I yeah, I think you have a very like Southern California casual style. That's like slightly feminine in terms of like prints colors you do like you wear a lot of color I wear yeah I think that's also dialed down quite a bit yeah. but I have like a range of color but I I, I almost think I I like it more like a neutral color like I don't like a super bright color and I don't like pastel or anything I like you're like a like a khaki green a navy blue like a muted like burnt orange type of color definitely like color but still earth tones yeah, earth tones, color. That's true. That's a good way to put that. Yeah. I am more neutral, but not like, I don't wear tan. I'm like black or white, sometimes gray. <laughs> blue. I wear blue. I like wear denim blue. Denim blue. I, I'm not really like a blue blouse, blue shirt type of girl, but. No, but like a denim accent with black or yeah, white, yeah. black and white. Yeah. There's a couple more colorful things I wear and I'll, I'll lean a little bit more towards like a like um like a dark green or like a burnt orange if I'm really going nuts but like still very muted and kind of earth tone as well dark green looks really good on you because my green eyes oh yeah and your green eyes and your hair yeah my every single one of my school pictures growing up my mom put me in a green shirt (laughs) really yeah to like emphasize my eyes my fifth grade one is the best because I'm in a light green like a sage green fleece vest that I zipped up all the way (laughs) I can't really even picture you in that. I'll send, home. I'll send you a picture. It's very funny. <laughs> and like my hair is like slicked back. It's it's a good one. <laughs> so awful. Oh man. What like when you think about like your shopping habits, and we can also talk a little bit about sustainability here, but like in-person shopping, online shopping with people by yourself, like what's your ideal like shopping day? Well, I think it depends. Like for actual things that I need or want strongly like online by myself yeah but if but I also like enjoy the act of socially shopping yeah like going to shops with friends walking around spending like an an afternoon or a day doing that with other girlfriends is really really enjoyable to me but I rarely go in with the expectation of like here's my list of things that I need or want yeah um just because I think and that comes I think it's my body type like I Mm -hmm. I'm pretty short. My hips are and butt are huge. My boobs are really big. My waist is small. My shoulders are small. 
My legs are tiny, but they make up 90% of my height. <laughs> so like my body type is very hard to shop for just like off the rack. Yep. Yeah. I think I prefer like, again, like you, like I, at this point in my life, 90% of my shopping happens online. Mm-hmm. I mean, with or without COVID, but like the things that I find that I actually want to try on are because I'm surfing the internet versus like walking into stores. I still really like to go into stores. I actually like it to do it by myself. Like when I have an afternoon with nothing to do, one of my favorite things was like, if you're familiar with DC, like walk to Georgetown or walk to 14th street and just like go in and out of stop shops, like popping in. Mm-hmm. I usually don't come out with a ton, but like, that's a very, put my headphones in. That's a very like relaxing thing for me to do on my own. Um, I, I really enjoy that on my own, but not for clothes. Yeah. Like, like a bookstore. Home, or something homeware, like bookstores, things like that. Yeah, I'll do either. Um, I also, if I'm unsure about something, I'll like, there's a Madewell near me. I'm, 90% of my closet is Madewell. Like if I'm unsure about something, like I'll go try it on in person versus like ordering it or I'll go touch it in person. I'm a, I like feeling things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if there's a jacket, I'm like, oh, is this fleece? Is this soft fleece or like not soft fleece? I like to go in and like feel it first and then like place my order online or, or figure it out from there. Yeah. I feel like 90% of the stuff that I try on in store usually goes back because like, I'm not trying it on with the clothes that I'd wear. Like, I like to be able to like get in my closet and like put it on with the jeans I'd wear it with and like make sure it fits with the rest of my stuff. I also really like the comfort test of like, I want to be able to sit down and like stand in it for a while. And like, I think I, we can, I, I know this is like prompted in the questions later, but I, I've really in the last few, maybe like five four or five years have really transitioned as much as I can to like clothes and pieces that I know I will will last a long time and what I want to wear for a long time and so like the durability and like real I I don't care about just buying something just to buy it or like fulfill some something like it needs to be something that I'll wear with multiple pieces of clothing or like for multiple seasons or things like that. So I like the trying on at home factor more than stores. Cause it just feels more like I can explore the longevity of that at yeah. home. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I also think there's nothing worse in the entire world than feeling rushed in a dressing room, feeling sweaty in a dressing room or trying to put your leggings back on in a dressing room. I think there's just nothing worse. Totally. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think we're both at the point of our life where we're like looking for quality over quantity. And like, I'm going to spend the 30 extra dollars on a sweater because it's a better fabric. That's going to last me a couple seasons versus me burning through the elbows <laughs> in like two and a half weeks. Like, I think that's like where that's how my shopping mentality has changed mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like finding those pieces that will be with me for, there's going to be some things that I burn through no matter what, like my black t-shirts, I have to replace every what six months to a year just because like armpits get gross they get messed up in the wash they get ripped whatever it is Mm -hmm. but like that's a piece that's not costing me an arm and a leg that's like a 15 dollars t-shirt yeah but like my sweaters my jeans um some of my nicer jackets I feel like are are starting to become more investment pieces Mm -hmm. Uh, even like dresses and stuff like I have such a hard time finding dresses I enjoy or like I like wearing so that when I find a dress, even if it's a little bit more expensive, I'm like, I will, I will wear this to death because it's a black dress that I will wear to every single event and like be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Totally. I agree. I think too, 
like my body in the last five years has changed yeah it feels kind of like what it's going to be like for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life yeah um with you know adjustments and changes here and there I'm sure but I feel like my 18 year old body was very different than like my 21 year old body which was different than my 24 year old body and now that I'm 28 it's like okay this feels like it's been this way for a while this feels (laughs) like full woman body like hips that are preparing to birth children and body like that feels uh, like my weight fluctuates but I feel like I'm like this is it. And so if I buy a pair of jeans or a dress or a jacket or whatever, it's going to fit me for the next however many years. And that also makes me feel better about buying something that's more expensive and better quality because that's like, it'll last for a long time. Yeah. I I think that's something that, well, one of my quarantine hobbies has been excessively cleaning out my closet in like every single aspect. But I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is like, this is my adult body, not my kid body anymore. And I think for a long time over the past couple of years, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like I was holding on to shit that like I knew didn't fit me. And like, I'd put it on and be like, this doesn't fit me right. Or this is uncomfortable. Or like when I move my arms, it's a little bit tight in the back, but I still liked the way it looked. So I like just hung on to it for like, maybe one day, or like, maybe this will fit one day. Or if I'm in this weird situation where I potentially need this bright pink dress that I know I'm never going to wear any other time. And so I think one of the most productive things I've done during quarantine or during this past year is actually like get rid of all that shit. Like literally everything that like doesn't fit me the right way, doesn't make me feel good, isn't like is a little bit too tight or like even the stuff that I've had for so long that I'm like, maybe one day if I'm going to this beach party in Cancun that maybe I want that too. I'm like, when the fuck am I going to do that? Like, and if it does, who says I'm not going to want to buy something completely new? (laughs) Yeah. So I've really kind of purged. I'm back to basics in my closet. I still have a lot of clothes, but I think I'm everything in my closet is now at a point that I will wear all of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Maybe maybe not. I, either 2017 or 2018, maybe 2017. I made the a New Year's resolution to like be as zero waste as possible, um, which is podcast in itself. Yeah, but also like is requires a lot of commitment and a lot of resources to be able to do perfectly. But what I really learned and appreciated in that like year that I committed to that was like before buying something, I really thought about like, do I need this? Does, is it something that I will have for a long time? Is it something that I really actually like that I feel good in? And I also similarly at that time did a similar kind of purge of like, I don't, I haven't worn this in five years and I'm yeah. holding on to it because I'm like telling myself that at a different weight or like at a different experience in life, I will w- maybe want to have this, which yeah. I think is like such a toxic thing that women and, and men, but like women mostly, I think are really susceptible to. And I just like, I'm never going to be the person that's going to like not eat dessert to fit into a, a piece of clothing that I may or may not like five years from now I don't give like life is too short I don't give a shit like I'm gonna do I'm like I'm healthy I'm all of that but I am very comfortable and happy in my body and I am only gonna wear clothes that make me feel that way and so I also like got rid of all of that there are a couple dresses that I have that are 
older and like a tiny bit tight that I still love that I would rather get tailored or like adjusted a little bit to fit because they're like nicer and I still like the style. But other than that, I don't yeah. really want to do that anymore. The only pieces of clothing that I've like really hung on to and, and mostly it's at my like parents' house are like some of like my old prom dresses, graduation dresses that I like, I'm never going to wear in the next like years for myself, but I feel like that's a nice thing to like potentially pass on to daughters if I have that, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's uh, very sweet and sentimental of you. It's, it's interesting. It's also, so both my parents are kind of, I guess, in the fashion industry. Um, they're in the shoe business, but like they don't have a lot of pieces that they held on to from like when they were like in their 20s and 30s and like in the 80s and early 90s. And I really wish they did because they had some really awesome pieces because of like where they worked. And so that's like something. Yeah, that's a shame. It's a shame. They have some things. My dad actually probably has more than my mom has um, in terms of like shoes and blazers and things like that. Um, but I think like m- sentimental, like I really still love my prom dress. I definitely wear it if it still fit me. But like, I think it's a beautiful dress that I think will be timeless. And like, I hope like that's something that I hold on to, but I also don't hold it on, hold on to it with the intention of like, maybe I'll fit back into this to one of my friend's weddings. Cause I'm like, that will not work. <laughs> yeah. That's, I like that too. Those are important things to have still. Yeah. When, when you think about like, you, we kind of started to talk about this and you, I think you let me know if you still have the system going on, but in terms of like sustainability, mm-hmm. do you still do your one in one out situation? How do you kind of like think about your closet in the terms of not only shopping brands that are sustainable, but like keeping your peat, like, do you thrift? Like what are kind of the ways that you have built a sustainable closet? Oh yeah. I could talk about this for days, but so stop me whenever you're like, okay, <laughs> keep going. Um, Kind of like all of the above, but also um, sustainable brands Mm. are not always the most size inclusive. Excuse me, I have a weird tickle in my throat. Um, So like, yes and no, like as much as I can, I try and do that first. Like I'll look on thread up or I follow a lot of like, thrift store Instagram shops Mm. and so I try and look at those things first thrift shops are hard just because my size is very strange and like also since COVID I haven't done that at all right but I will try and especially for like anytime there's anything that's not my normal clothes like a fun event or a concert or a birthday party that has a theme or anything like that like I'm not like buying clothes yeah. yeah I'm not buying something new for that like I, yeah. I mean I'll buy something new but not I'll buy something secondhand for that all yeah, yeah. um so, like fun sunglasses or like costume jewelry or things like that too I love like thread up or thrift shops for that mm-hmm. also and shoes especially because they're that's easier to tell size wise yeah like fun things um but I've in that year when I got rid of a lot and like before like spending a long time thinking about like if I built a capsule wardrobe, what would that look like? And what is my actual style? I was I had like one pair of jeans and like one jacket and like a couple sweaters and things like that. And so since then I've been shopping a lot more to kind of build that. Yeah. So I I think I've been buying more in the last few years than. I did before, but all very intentionally and very like, I will wear this 
always. And I think that's also what's pulled me a little bit more away from color is because like all these things go together and they all go together. Yeah. And I really have fallen in love with jumpsuits and layering. And I don't know if that's like a little bit of the nineties trend that <laughs> the last few years, but I love like a long sleeve under a jumpsuit with boots in the fall or when it's colder, but then also like with a bralette in the summer and just like free the yeah. boob, yeah, let it out in that way in the summer. So um, there's that, but also like I shop a lot at Madewell, especially for bottoms because they're just the sizing of the pants that I fit in in the pants that I like, I just love. Yeah. I don't know how you, if that's how you feel too. Yep. What are your like, you're browsing online. What are your like first couple stops? Like, what are you, what are the stores you're always browsing? Well, made well, if I like need something like I, I get a lot of my jeans and pants from there. Yep. But I also follow a lot of like smaller sustainable brands that I will, like, I just bought a dress from this brand called OPN. Byron Bray it's an Australian company but it's like extremely sustainable um well-sourced products like pay their pay their um, employees like all living wages get their garments from fact or farms that are sustainable to both the land and people and the dress was like 150 dollars and it's like a linen kind of like flowy dress but it like could easily be dressed up I could wear I wore it last week with sneakers and it looked really cute and it was like more expensive and it came from Australia so it took a while to get here but it was like I I can see like start to finish where my money is going and what it took to make that and that's what I really seek out if I'm gonna buy something that's not some that's not like a basic like not jeans or things like that yeah I also love linen I think I've always loved linen but now I can afford linen. And so not perfect linen is an Etsy shop that I follow that also makes everything customizable. So you don't pick a size, you just like send your measurements and they make what they make for your body. Oh, that's cool. Also feels great because it's like, it feels like a very luxe, like high thing, high end thing to do, but it's not that expensive. And it's like supporting a local maker and it's sustainable. And I'd rather have like the one or two pieces from there that I can wear in a lot of different places then you know otherwise so I check those a lot and then I get my bras mostly from this place called shop arc arq which is also very sustainable organic cotton and I also like don't really wear real bras unless I'm going to a fancy event with a fancy dress and then made made well a little bit yeah it really varies on what I'm looking for but I would say those like not perfect linen shop arc for basics and then made well if I need something that I know is going to be like hard to find somewhere else yeah I think made well is definitely again like 90% of my closet I would say the thing I constantly check made well Everlane I check a lot although I don't love their sizing um in terms of sweaters and stuff I can do it's weird their sizing is weird their bottoms I like ordered five sizes up and their jeans were still too tight so like I like what they're about. There's some things that I really like from them. Um, some things are really not my style, but like in terms of basics, I think like sweaters, good quality cashmere, that's like not, not so overpriced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll look there. I constantly browse like Nordstrom and ASOS, but I don't really buy a ton from them. 
Hmm. Um, if I need Nordstrom is a place that I'm like, oh, if I need a dress or if I need something specific, like I'll look there first because like, I feel like department stores just always have what I'm looking for. I have a lot of stuff from Gap in hmm. terms of basics. Like I have a pair, I have a, I have three pairs of like linen jogger casual pants that I wear in the summer with like a little tank tucked in. Oh yeah, those uh, are cute. I have, I, so I shop at Gap a lot. I shop at and other stories quite a bit. And other um, stories. Yeah, they think they're owned by the same company that owns H and M, but it's like they're notch up. Hmm. Um, really beautiful dresses. Again, don't love their sizing. It's not very inclusive. Um, but sometimes I find like a nice pair of like flowy pants on there that fit, or like I have a really cute like black and white polka dot skirt that looks cute with a t-shirt from there. Um, I've never heard of that brand. Yeah, and ASOS is one of those things where it's like I like to see what's trending, and like I'll constantly fill up my bag, but I never buy anything. Um, or like I'll order 75 things off ASOS and send everything back. Um, I think ASOS is like my first shop, first stop shop when like, like what you were talking about with thrifting, if you were like, Gracie, we're going to a beach party and like everyone needs to wear pink. And I'm like, shit, I don't have anything like that. My first thing is like, oh, ASOS has a million things with a million different brands. That's my first stop. Mm -hmm. Um, ASOS is great for that. Yeah, it's, it's I think good to like have everything because you have like the ASOS brand, which is a little bit lower in price, but you also have like whistles and, you know, like different kind of like Topshop is on there too. Like, so you have kind of different price points, which I find really nice. Yeah, I think things like that, I just don't feel good to me anymore yeah. in a lot of like sustainability wise or like yeah. ethically. I just, I think I'm trying to avoid fast fashion, quote unquote, fast fashion as much as possible. Yeah, and I that's also like a have a this year. You what? I dabbled in ThreadUp this year, gotten some really good pieces from there. Um, I like ThreadUp okay. if you know exactly what brands you like. Like I, the way that I use ThreadUp is not like black shirt, let me search. It's very much like I'm looking at Madewell, I'm looking at Everlane, I'm looking for specific things yeah. of brands that I know will fit me. Um, yeah. The other I like, thing- I like oh, ThreadUp too for like um, free people or anthropology, which is like yeah. style wise, I like a lot but is fast fashion and I try not to order from there as much as possible. Yeah. So I, I, I use thread up the same way or like something very specific, like for a thing once I was like pink heart sunglasses, you know, yeah. like that was very specific that mm-hmm. I just wanted and didn't want to buy new. One of the features on thread up that I've recently become a little bit obsessed with is they rent the runway and thread up now have a partnership where they're, Rent the Runways retiring some of their like lightly used pieces that you can buy for a discounted price on ThreadUp, which I really like. Uh, I haven't bought anything, but I've ordered a bunch of things and tried them on and sent them back. But I think in the future, when I have like weddings to go to or fancy events, like that will be my first stop shop because I can buy a dress that hopefully I really love and fits me well. That's like a $900 dress for 150 bucks that has maybe a tiny tear at the bottom that no one's ever gonna see. Like that's, I think how I envision myself using thread up. Um, I hate thrift stores in terms of like walking into them. They totally overwhelm me. I really don't like anything about the experience. I really love order and clean things. And like, <laughs> something. I think I need that in my shopping experience. And so thrift stores totally overwhelm me. I'm not someone that can sit there for four hours and go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, thread up is a way to thrift and be more sustainable in a way that's manageable for my own neurotic anxiety ridden self. <laughs> Yeah, I totally feel that. I think when I say thrift shop too, I mean more like we have a lot of small 
like it's almost like a, it's like a, bu- a boutique they're like boutiques but everything in there these people have thrifted or like before covid going to like vintage markets where yeah. the booth for housewares but there's also a booth that has like 70s dresses like something that's more curated because I also yeah. feel the same way it almost feels like forever 21 or something which also yeah. was equally overwhelming to me yeah. when I used to shop there that was like I don't want to spend my time doing this or Nordstrom Rack also I like Nordstrom Rack online but not in person <laughs> yeah it's just too much even before COVID it was too much yeah um so I like shops that do that and that's why I follow a lot of them on Instagram because a lot of shops even be- I don't know actually if it was before COVID but I found a lot since then that operate that way and like you just Venmo and they also take um, returns and stuff like that like I got one of my favorite blazers from a plate from a shop like that so I, I don't I don't like to search through that much I like the curated shops that do that it's like the best of both worlds yeah I'm kind of find I'm going through and finding some of the other shops that I follow I don't really shop on Etsy very much I, I think I need, I like the more like curated. I like things that are like organized and accessible and easy with returns and shipping and everything like that all for me needs to be, I think there's nothing worse, especially in 2021, like where we are in the world. I'm like, if you're an online store that makes it such a pain to return things, I'm like, I don't even want to deal with that. Um, I will also, sometimes I'll see something on Instagram and it's like a small boutique. I just ordered like a little summer romper situation from a small boutique somewhere in the South, but like Every, every once in a while I find things like that, but I think like we were talking about before, it's, it's just so hard with sizing. Yeah. I think that's what I've liked about, I found, I, I guess in terms of like my shopping process, I do a lot of research before I buy something, which I think is like mentally coming from the place of like, do I really need this? Do I really want it? Even before I like tried to be more sustainable, it was like, I saw this thing because I just stopped in at the anthropology next to work and like I'm tried on this one dress and I really like it, but do I really need it? No. And then I'd go home. Like, am I still thinking about it a few days yeah. later and then I'd buy it or order it. And I kind of apply that same thing now too. And so like, I'll search like sustainable, small, local women owned dress place if I want to dress and like look for that first. Mm-hmm. And if I've exhausted those options or don't like anything or like the fit, they don't have my sizing or whatever, then I'll look at Madewell or then I'll look at Target even sometimes or things like that. Yeah. But I try and do as much of that first. And cause either, cause then by the time I'm like, okay, this is annoying. I don't want to do this anymore. Then it's deterred me from spending the money in general. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I don't really need that. Or I'll like feel good about the purchase. And mm-hmm. then it keeps me from buying just like shit I don't need. Yeah. I think I'm slightly more impulsive in that sense than you are. Like I'm more likely to like fill up my cart, purchase it, but I, then I send all five pieces back. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit more impulsive in that sense, which I think is why I like, like fast, fast delivery, fast returns, all that sort of stuff. But I'm very, like we were talking about in the Enneagram and pretty much all of our past series, I'm very decisive around clothes. Like the second it's on my body, I know if I like it or don't like it. There's, there's some, we, we talked about this too, but like, I think one of the joys of being a long distance friend is that you get all of my, uh, my try on hauls via text message with usually Lenny in the background of the mirror. Yeah. Um, but I try on everything. I put it on with the jeans pretty instantly. I know if I like it or don't, if I don't, it's usually a question of like, it's a new color for me or like something like that. Um, 
but I'm very quick to order, but very quick to return. Yeah. Which I get. And like, I think that that's like very, very, my personality, very your personality, but also like very understandable for the world that we live in, especially since COVID. Oh yeah. What was that meme that was like, my outdoor activity for the day is going to see if I have any packages downstairs. That's literally me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I think I'll, just so I don't like I feel like it's kind of useless to talk about on the podcast, but I'll, I'll link in the show notes a couple of the places that I follow that are really cool and have great pieces. Are there like, we've talked about our preferences and shopping, things like that. Are there pieces in your closet, in your style that you think you'll always have or like staples that no matter how old you get will always, I think, be a part of your style or something like that? Definitely. I think stripes, striped <laughs> shirts. Yep. I've always been something. I think like what I'm ultimately chasing, not chasing, like inspired by is like the effortlessly cool French. Like woman. Southern France, like farmer French, like ripped up, not ripped up, but like worn in jeans, uh, like long sleeve shirt that's like rolled up at the arms. <laughs> yes. Like hopping on your bike this person could be like picking flowers or in their garden or painting or on a bike or making croissants. Like that's, (laughs) that's the like vibe and aesthetic that I'm going for, but also like very effortlessly cool. Like that's why I love a top knot. And like, I love just like throwing my hair up and looking like, I see all these tutorials like on Instagram and stuff, like how to make the messy bun. And I feel like I've mastered the messy bun and messy um, top knot. Mm-hmm. So striped shirts are definitely a go-to. I would probably wear that every day. That with like mom jeans, or I really got into um I don't want to call them culottes. I don't know if that's what they're called anymore, but like trouser. Yeah, like not a trouser. What? Like a trouser pant that's not like a slack. Yes. I have a lot. That's what I was mostly wearing um, before I, before COVID and I stopped, I only wear stretchy pants now, but I wore a lot of like wide leg and like straight wide leg, Mm -hmm. high-waisted pants Mm -hmm. and striped tops. And then some sort of linen, like either a dress, jacket, like long open button down shirt, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. I and think- and sne- uh, shoe wise, I'm either like a sneaker or like a leather sandal. I'm a sneaker or Birkenstock girl or black boots. <laughs> and black boots, I mean like Blundstones or like Birkenstock, or not Birkenstock, Doc Martens. <laughs> yeah, I haven't lived somewhere that has required a real shoes like that in a while, but Blundstones are like top of the list for when we move somewhere cold. Yeah, I'm, I have a, again, a pretty, not, I wouldn't say masculine style, but like not a, like me and my fans, I dress the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have the same style. Our closet is pretty much interchangeable. <laughs> um, I, I would say I have more of a ma- masculine style. He jokes that like, sometimes when I get dressed, it's like, I look like a, like a, a men's k-pop group <laughs> like with my little like nike sn- high top sneakers and like fun socks and like black joggers with a matching sweatshirt and like my puffy jacket on top um but i i think i have a pretty i guess not feminine style mm-hmm. uh, 
And one of the things I'm trying to work on is taking that effortless casual sense, but also making it more flattering to my body. Um, as we talk about our like adult grown up bodies, I think like, I would love to find a pair of jeans or a pair of pants that are like casual slacks that are not work slacks that are not like sweatpants. And so kind of taking my style in the effortless and casual and comfiness that it is and the basicness that it is, but like making it slightly more mature, like with a black, like loose trouser and I can still wear a black t-shirt on top and like a puffy coat, but something that's like slightly more mature. I'll take your French vision and put it in Paris. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like I want to look like I put a lot of effort into what I'm doing but what I'm wearing but in reality it like is incredibly comfortable and very simple yeah I I think like what you're exactly what you're saying but maybe more in an urban setting for my style so like a black pant with a white sneaker with a long like coat with a black long sleeve shirt with like a a nice bag that's like more what I'm going for than like picking flowers (laughs) I think it really is like I, in, I was telling one of my coworkers way back in when I first, when before COVID, when I, I was wearing some, it was like regular wash, like neutral wash, like mom jeans, mm-hmm. some leather, like stable slip, slip on kind of like mules, yeah. and a denim shirt tucked in. And I had like mm-hmm. a white long sweater over and she was like, you just look like a cool mom. And I was like, <laughs> my true vibe is like mom no kids yeah like maybe maybe like seaside like I'm thinking like Diane this is maybe too preppy but like Diane Keaton and something's got to give like yeah cream roll neck sweater baggy jeans and like holding a pair of flip-flops as you walk down the beach (laughs) yeah I I, I can picture exactly what you're talking about I think that is a little bit too J crew but yeah that, that mindset but like I feel like you're equally the same type of style, but like the East Coast, like the Hamptons, New York, like East Coast yeah. version of that. That's a little bit more structured, but not not too structured. Not and also structured. darker colors. Mm-hmm. But like we're we're searching the same effortless. Effortless. Casual, casual comfortable. Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, it's really important for, I I don't feel good when I leave the house if I'm uncomfortable, whether that means like my stomach's out, my shirt doesn't fit me right, my pants are too, like I feel, I really, like that really affects my mood if I'm uncomfortable in my outfit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do everything I can to like still look nice and presentable, but still feel very comfortable in like what I'm wearing. I think also something that maybe is, worth saying that I'm realizing is I think both of us which maybe maybe this is just like societal that I feel that this is common and why we are not common but I feel like we both dress for ourselves Mm. completely and have always I mean maybe given occasion like when it was when I was younger and it was like we were going out and like The point. I felt like I needed to put on a tight skirt. Yeah, like definitely did that for sure. And, and you know, could see myself doing something similar, but also for me in the future. Like, I feel like we both dress for what our level of comfort, our level of uh-huh. style, like that hasn't really been influenced or yeah. changed or whatever, or for anybody else other than us, which I feel like other that's hard for women sometimes yeah I feel like that's super hard for women whether it's their social group or like the city they live in or whatever it might be I think that's I think that's incredibly true I think that's been 
even when we were younger and perhaps not fully into our style, mm-hmm. we've always been wearing what we want to wear because we want to wear it, not because it's trend. Like, like you said, like there's things in my closet that are trendy because like it just so happens to be that way. Um, but I don't necessarily buy things because I'm like, oh, everyone's wearing this type of top. Maybe I should put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I also don't wear clothes to feel different. No. Like I wear, I get dressed in like my aesthetic because it's mine, yeah. not because I'm trying to like feel or be something I'm not, mm-hmm. except like costumey stuff, which is fun, yeah, yeah. which is different. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm like trying to figure that out at all. It's like, I think the only thing I'm trendy in is shoes, but I think that's because of my parents. Yeah. Like I, I'm very, not intentionally, but like, and I also love sneakers, but like when there's a new sneaker that's coming out, that's like the new it sneaker, I usually have it. And like before Blundstone, like six months before Blundstones got popular, I was wearing that. Not because I'm not saying like the the fad started because of me, but with parents in that industry, they're able to be like, hey, these are going to be hot next fall (laughs) and like send them to all of our family. And like my whole family has a pair of Blundstones and like has the same Stan Smith sneakers and like all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, your, your parents that way are really cool. Like your parents are very cool, hip, fashionable people. Mm -hmm. And like you guys are, you and Sophie are are by Nate, but like inherently that way also. Yeah. But also simple, like your mom's style is very like effortless, simple, Mm -hmm. like that same kind of, I think, I think that's elegant. Like I, regardless of if it's formal or more casual or whatever that looks like when you're able to like have your style that you're confident with and is effortless and simple but put together and dressed up is like very elegant and I like that a lot yeah I don't know I don't know how you feel about this and and maybe it's also like social media but I I also feel like we're not young we're not old we're kind of in this weird age where it's like some of those trends I'm like how how would I like some of the trends that are going around like I'm like oh that looks cute on them but like I couldn't I can't wear that shit like (laughs) and maybe that's like my own it's, it's my own personal style, but I also think like we're in a weird age where like, we're not in tiny little dresses going out in heels any, for the most part, if you are live your life, do your thing. But like, we're not that sort of trendiness where I'm like in a crop top and baggy jeans and like wearing Air Force Ones, but I'm also not in the phase where I'm like mature to the sense of like dressing like my parents or like, think, I think, I don't know. I feel like we're also like many things in our life right now. We're like in this really weird in between. Mm-hmm what the heck is appropriate to wear? Yeah. And I I feel like I know a lot of people who have like, because we're in this weird transition or like in between period of life, have that, that part of their life is more like compartmentalized. So it's like, I have work clothes and I have workout clothes and I have, I'm doing nothing and just hanging out clothes. I don't have like style across the board, which I think is understandable. And I get that. But I think I feel like we both have kind of had a pretty distinct style for a long time. And so it's just been about like getting better versions of what fits that instead of like, this is my work pocket. I I of course have things that I only wear to work. Yeah, me too. But like for the most part, all of that looks the same. Yeah. I even like, I think when when I'm thinking about this topic, the thing that comes to mind is like shorts like on top on top of the take out the fact that I don't love wearing shorts for a variety of reasons but like 
I'm past the phase of my life, at least in my head, where I'm like, oh, these totally ripped up tiny little shorts where my butt cheeks are hanging out of the bottom are like, not, not only not so appropriate for me to wear, again, live your life if that's what you do, but they're not comfortable for me anymore. But I'm also not in that phase where like super long shorts either look good on me or like, you know, like that's like the, the prime example of like, oh, what kind of shorts am I supposed to be wearing as a 28 year old woman who's like, not someone that likes my tushy hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same thing. I'm like, in the first place, I don't love wearing bikinis because that's not really my thing. I'm a little bit more concerned. Like I like to be covered up, but like, I don't really want like all my junk hanging out, but I also don't really want to be in a full one piece of, you know, like Mm -hmm. an interesting kind of like back and forth. Yeah. I think half of it is confident. Half of it is is like my age. (laughs) I have a swim brand to send you. Um, They're great we're not at sponsorship level but if I could get a free bathing suit out of promoting them I would promote them a million (laughs) times over again but it's called you swim and it's a sustainable brand I know blah blah blah. but it's from the UK and it's was made by women who are care about the environment but also about like women's bodies change and that's normal and so it's seven sizes in one but it's like not like a one size fits all it's like this suit is made to span seven sizes and so cool. you I just order their material looks really interesting so it stretches and like I've seen I've, I've looked through all of their Instagrams I've looked through everything that I just can't pick which one I like the most that's why I haven't ordered one but you can see it it's like on very flattering on very thin tall women it's very flattering on like short curvy women it's very flattering on the in-between women women with large chest small chest it's like across the board the um one piece, you pull up the page like the models on the first page are like all different shapes sizes colors ages everything which I think is really amazing Yeah. And it's like, it's more expensive, but the idea is like, you only buy the one bathing suit and it's the one bathing suit you need. I get the people who who want like a million bathing suits. And if you live somewhere where you're swimming all the time, fine. But like, I want like one bathing suit that I wear every year. And like, if my body's changed a little bit, I'm not all of a sudden super uncomfortable next year when I go like having to scramble before a trip to get a new bathing suit. Mm -hmm. The like straight across one, I think would look really cute on you either. The one piece piece that's straight across is really, really cute. Yeah. I think that would look super cute on your body too. I guess I I have two more questions and then we'll wrap up. One is kind of a quick fun one. And one is maybe we can transition this to maybe our next episode or something like that. But we, you're married, I'm getting married. When you think about like your wedding and style, can you talk to me through, talk to me through like, what did your style not only in what you wore, but the people in your bride bridal party and like what those people were, like, how did you express your style and like, how did it come across? What is it, what, what you wanted? How do you think you like expressed who you are in your style at your wedding? Oh, that's a fun question. Oh, I can't wait to hear this for you. Cause it's, I feel like that you're more on the spot cause you have yet to find your wedding dress. And right. all of that. But um, I think I mean, I'm, I'm a big picture thinker and this even comes down. I'm, I'm bringing this up because in my, in answering this question, I thought about style as a part of the overall aesthetic. And it was like more important to me that the overall aesthetic matched the like vibe and feeling that we really wanted. And so like the clothes came down to that too. And so it was like an outdoor summer Southern California wedding. And so it was not formal, but still nice. And I wanted 
mismatching dresses and everybody kind of in their own unique thing, but looking at it together, it looked like it was just thrown together, but it worked really well. And I think that that is exactly what it turned out to be. And I don't think my dress on its own was like very, like if I did it again, I probably wouldn't pick the same dress for me again, but I also think it matched what I was going for. And like, I wore a pink kind of like tank top, basically like a silk pink tank top and a satin and like a white satin skirt component that was kind of like had vintage pieces. And I had things that were um, from my mom's dress added on to like the belt and the top and things like that. But it was also not very expensive and not very fancy, but it fit and I looked cute in it. I don't know. Flowers in your hair, very like bohemian, I would say. Yeah. But not like, I wanted because that's me. Like I, those are things that I value and like care about, but also I'm not, I didn't want it to feel like I was playing dress up. Like, I think a lot of people go for like the boho wedding as like a theme, not Mm -hmm. because that like resonates with their aesthetic. And that's like really who you are. And that's really who I am. And so I was like, I didn't care that my hair looked like a rat's nest because like my hair looks like a rat's nest 75 percent of the time and like that's nice it was beachy waves <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> I think it matched really well with what we were my style and our style and what we were going for mm-hmm. like Michael had nice shoes on for the first half and then like after the ceremony awesome. the bands and things like that so we also had jean denim jackets that we yep. both wore and it was it was fun it like felt like us for sure Mm-hmm. It was great because it made me feel more. Because I mean, you're wearing like a big gown all day, so for like the one time in your life. It made me feel more comfortable in that. Yeah, yeah. Everything I picked before that dress, also everyone and my mom and everybody were like, "That's too casual." Like yeah. I, I, I wanted to go more casual. That's interesting. What about you? I have no idea. I think this is something that I'm going to really struggle with. I feel like on the one hand, I have a very clear image in my head of what I want to wear on my wedding, like simple, classic, clean. But on the other hand, I can see myself being in something like very feminine and romantic and like really taking that curveball. I think it's really going to come out to like what I feel the best in and not only like confidence wise, but I think I've told you this a million times, but like I don't want to think about the fact that I'm in a fancy dress on my wedding. Like, I don't want to be pulling up my Spanx underneath. I don't want to be adjusting straps. I don't want to be like conscious that like parts of my body that I'm insecure about are out or people like, I don't just, I just don't want to think about it. I just want to like be able to enjoy the day. And so I think when it, whatever type of dress, I, I know I don't like lace. That's the one thing I know I don't like and strapless. But when it comes down to that, I think that's going to be more important to me than like, oh, the aesthetic, my aesthetic is formal. Like I would like a formal wedding with people in long dresses um, but I have no idea if that's going to be like a beautiful off the shoulder, more ball gown situation or something a little bit more sleek and sat. I truly have no idea. And I'm a little bit all over the place there. And for my bridal look, I think more like formal, all my bridesmaids are in like long black dresses on the formal side, like not like a sundress, um, or wants to wear a tuxedo. Like it's going to be slightly more like button up mm-hmm. then. I don't know, but like, we like to dress up. We like that look. It also kind of goes with like what we like in terms of like black and white and like that sort of a look. Also like the party. I think like when you think about the party, you want people to be like as like fancy as they can get. Not because you're fancy in like stuffy way, but just like 
this is the one thing you're going to get in your whole life that's yeah. like this yeah do it the way that you want it to be yeah but it's, it's but, I, but I could see you ending up in something not not formal like I know it's going to be formal but I could see you ending up in something that feels a little bit more casual yeah but still, like obviously the bride and like you know it's, it's very interesting and maybe I don't know if you felt to say I think you probably did too but like I have a very clear style in my day-to-day life of like what I like, what I don't like. I don't wear dresses a lot. So I don't even know like what cuts and stuff I like, but I think bridal style is just so different. Like when the heck else am I going to wear like a white ball? Like I truly just have no idea where to even start. And there's so many options. And like, it's really, it's really overwhelming. <laughs> it's totally, it was the most overwhelming and worst part of the wedding planning process for yeah, me. I'm, it's one of the things that I'm not looking forward to the most. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. And I think that it's like something that again, like, I feel like we can't talk about fashion or style and not talk about the like negative impacts of that for women. But Mm -hmm. it's something that I feel like is so overshadowed when you're planning a wedding. Like if you're not a very standard, like small body type and you're not like incredibly wealthy, wedding dress shopping is so difficult and so stressful and like not this like glamorous enjoyable part of the process yeah yeah and it makes really tough I think I'm more excited to shop for my Spanx and my shapewear (laughs) than I am for the dress but I do think it's interesting kind of like thinking about how do you reflect your style in an event like that that still feels true to who you are, but like elevated to something you wouldn't have on a daily basis. Well, and even like prom or like other things that you maybe like the other fancy things that you've gotten a formal dress for don't even come close to what the like formal that you're looking for. So yeah. it's hard. like, you don't have any experience obviously, but yeah, there's nothing to like go off of. It's interesting. Like I, I still struggled to find a prom dress mostly because like, I had no idea what the heck I was looking for. And like, I just don't know what I like in a dress and what I don't like in a dress. So I think I tried on like 45 dresses before I found my one. But once I found my one, I was like, this is it. And I also, it's one of those dresses that I still look back on now. Like we were talking about, and I'm like, I still love this dress. I think that's how your wedding dress is. Like, I don't think you can go into it with like, I want this cut or I think this style, I think you're just going to have to like try on a bunch from a bunch of different places and you feel it you'll feel it yeah yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. and I know this this episode has kind of rambled on slightly but I have one last question for you to wrap up the episode but what's next on your wish list like what are you looking to buy next Ugh, I have a running document on my phone because (laughs) (laughs) and I am who I am um so I have a couple of things but I really want like a long I'm I'm starting to get my dress collection back because I think I used to wear a lot of dresses because they generate like the idea of a dress matches with my style but in practice a lot like I don't really like pattern even though I like color yeah I don't want something too tight or too short but I also don't want to look matronly because you know Mm -hmm. so like dresses are a little tough but I've got a couple like the last two dresses that I've ordered in the last two years, I really enjoy, mm-hmm. but I, they're very like flowy casual. And I kind of want something that I could wear to work, but also could wear to a more like formal gathering, but also not like. Like a fancy dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Something nice that still matches my style, but could be more formal. Mm. and I think that's like a long-term search kind of thing yeah but not like you're bride not for your wedding formal but like 
I also really love jumpsuits. And so every time I go down the dress route, I end up buying a jumpsuit because I like them so much more. And I think with my curves, they just like match, flatter my body better, but dress some sort of, and probably black, maybe black, maybe like another dark green or dark color that like I could wear to a couple different things. Yeah. What about you? I think I've talked about this, but like building up my pant collection, that's not jeans and not slacks and not sweats. Mm-hmm. something that's a little bit more elevated, a little bit more mature that I can throw on with a t-shirt and sneakers or also like wear with a blouse and like look really put together. Um, I also, I'm also kind of slightly on the search for dresses. I find that occasion where not like a formal ball gown dress, but I really struggle when people are like, we're going out to a fancy dinner. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I have black jeans and a black, the same two black shirts that I wear to work that are blouses that I'll throw on. So finding those dresses that I feel good and comfortable in that are like I could wear with sneakers and be fine at work or I could put on with like a nice booty or something like that and wear out to dinner and then the last one is all of my jackets and coats are very casual like most of the jackets I wear are like a uniglow zip up puffy coat or like something oversized and fluffy Mm -hmm. or something I I don't own a like a trench I don't really pea coats are not really for me but like a more formal grown-up type of jacket I think is something that I'm going to be looking for in the coming year or so. You had a really beautiful peacoat in college. It got a little snug on my shoulders, but something a little bit more like elevated that I can still wear with jeans and sneakers, but like I could wear it to work or wear it over a formal dress or something like that. That's not like a uniglo down to my ankles puffy jacket. <laughs> I really want the one I've seen before that I love is Ted Baker, but I really want like a long, not long, but like midi wrap. Mm wool coat yeah I, I think that's where I'm headed to like something that Olivia has a little bit of structure style coat something with structure but that, that doesn't that doesn't look preppy and I think that's where I really struggle with the pea coats it's like I don't want the big collar I don't want the J Crew zip up like I don't that's not my style mm-hmm. so I think the wrap, sort of- the wrap wool coat is so gorgeous because it's like looks really cute over a turtleneck sweater mm-hmm. wrapped front but it also when, it, when it's a little warmer you can tie in the back and have mm-hmm. it open Ugh, that's yeah. a tr- that's a dream piece. And I have, of course, like 45 pairs of sneakers in my wish list, but I don't need them because I have them. Um, but do you have Vejas? Have I asked you this before? I do have Vejas. I actually just gave them to McCall. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, because they're the ones with the neon pink V. Um, oh. And I actually really like the color of them, but I got them when Vejas first kind of came on the scene. And I think I just got a size too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time I'd step forward, I was kind of just like shifting completely forward. Um, but right now I wear... My Nike El Cortez, which is like the old school football shoe looking thing. Mm-hmm. I have a pair of like black and white. Your feet new- aren't too narrow. Or, I mean, too wide for those. No, you just, I have to size up slightly. Um, I love the aesthetic of those, but those are not comfortable for me. Oh, I love those. Um, let's see. I wear those. I wear like a New Balance black and white. I wear a white classic van. Mm-hmm. I have a Puma. I don't remember the, the cut of them, but they have like a gummy sole. That's like the kind of tan sole. That's a little bit more of a platform. I've worn those before, I think. Yeah, I think you've worn them. They're kind of like a Cortez. Yeah, they're just a little bit thicker of a sole. Yeah, those are comfortable. I've worn and those look, before. And look like an old school, like Puma. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is in my closet. I have a couple other ones, but. I love the Vejas. Oh, I just got the Nike Daybreaks, which I really love. And they're kind of in like a white and off-white and they're really cool. And they have kind of that gummy sole that wraps up at the toe. I like the off and off-white. Yeah, me too. That's my favorite. That, I like a white shoe, an off-white shoe with white or a white and black, like with the swoosh that's black. 
Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't think I have any black shoes. I have a black pair of heeled boots that are like nice. black classic Vans that I never wear, but I keep them because I'm like, what if I do wear them? And then all of my boots are black. <laughs> yeah, I don't have I'm definitely a brown boot person. No, I but wear I have like a heeled, nice black boot that I wear when it's nice out. I have like two nice heel booties that are black. What? Misolo, N-I-S-O-L-O is the brand and they're sustainable and super comfy if you need new boots. There you go. I have like two nice ones. I can't remember the brands. One's Blundo, which is waterproof, which is lovely. Mm. If you're walking to work in the rain. And then I have a pair of like a Chelsea boot, Doc Martin and a Blundstone, both black. Mm-hmm. And a fry boot. Do you still have your fry boots? I do not. You don't? <laughs> no, I sold them. Oh. Because I never wore them. I never wear my fry boots at the moment, but they're ones I'm never going to get rid of them because I think I, they'll come back in style. I do not like this. I don't think they're my style. We have, we both had the same classic fry boot. That's kind of like the mid, it hits you mid calf. It has a buckle on the ankle, buckle, buckle at the top. It's a very classic looking boot. It's not really in style right now. Like I feel like booties, Chelsea boots of that more like combat boot without the buckles is more in style right now but I feel like it's just such a classic piece that I just like can't part with them <laughs> no I think I wanted them to be my stuff they're just too like masculine for me yeah. I still really like them I just like haven't I haven't picked them up in years yeah I, I sold them when I moved from DC but I think that that's where the blundstone I think would be a good and they're waterproof like I like the brown like kind of yeah I think with blundstones and again with most of the clothes I wear but like you could wear it with like a pair of loose jeans and a chunky sweater and like for a very casual or you could wear them with like a nicer pair of like tailored jeans and a blouse and it doesn't look like you're like half hiking half at work yeah but yeah that was probably like an hour and a half of us talking about shopping so maybe we should wrap up but (laughs) we we hope we inspired you to uh clean out your closet, to shop sustainable, to be conscious of your own style in your adult body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have any places we should check out, I'm always on the lookout for new places. I feel like I have like my circuit of like the five stores I constantly look at. And I'm like, why hasn't Madewell updated their stock? It's been a day and a half. So if you have any <laughs> suggestions, please let me know. Yeah, let us know. And we'll link some of our favorites in the show notes if you're curious about where we shop. And yeah, leave us a review, comment, subscribe follow us on instagram catching up with us podcast and we'll see you next week see you next week thanks for listening bye